Secretary of State Blinken is in the Middle East this week pushing peace talks. He and President Biden support a two-state solution for Israel and the Palestinians. But will that idea get any traction? Joining us to provide some insights is Rabbi Ari Lam. Rabbi Lam is the founder of the Joshua Project and chief executive of B'nai Zion, an educational and humanitarian organization working in Israel. Rabbi Lam, it's good to talk with you. So what do you think of Secretary Blinken's efforts offering U.S. aid to Gaza and then pushing to restart peace talks with a two-state solution? I think it's critical, first and foremost, to recognize what this conflict is about, because without knowing what it's about, you can't solve it. What we're seeing here in this recent uh, in this recent conflict between Israel and Hamas is a conflict between the forces of normalization and fellowship and friendship on one side, um, between Jews, between Jews, Muslims, and Christians in the Middle East, and the forces that are opposing those things, the dark forces that are opposing those things on the other. So Hamas is not fighting. Uh, as it so often positions itself for Palestinian freedom or for Palestinian rights. What it's doing is trying to dismantle all any potential infrastructure, social and emotional or otherwise, for coexistence. So all of the uh, positive developments that you were seeing in the Middle East, whether they were very high profile, like the Abraham Accords, or things that were sort of just below the surface, like, for example, the first time in Israeli history that uh, that that uh, an Arab, that in fact an Islamist party was going to sit in the coalition with either Likud or Naftali Bennett's party. Um, these are all forces, and not to mention forces right on the ground in Israel. These are forces for fellowship, for friendship, for peace. Um, and Hamas saw this as an opportunity to stoke uh, its to stoke rage and anger and hatred amongst the forces that oppose those things. And its most obvious targets in this respect are Jews, because Hamas's platform is fundamentally anti-Semitic and eliminationist and genocidal. Um, but fundamentally, it's targeting uh, Palestinians, Jews, Arab, Jews, Muslims, Christians, uh, all, of, all throughout the region, as much as it's targeting uh, Jews in particular. And the Palestinian people don't really realize this. According to the Gatestone Institute, a recent public opinion poll showed 57% of Palestinians oppose a two-state solution. And that's a Palestinian state side-by-side -side next to a Jewish one. The same percentage of Palestinians say they support armed struggle. So in other words, they want one state without Jews, Israel destroyed. So how can you negotiate peace with a majority of Palestinians uh, when a majority of Palestinians have that attitude? I think the an I think the answer ultimately is going to come first and foremost from Israel, uh, and by Israel I mean the I mean the the growing coalition of Jews, Muslims, and Arabs that make up Israel, making clear that that Israel has nowhere to go. One of the I think sort of vicious vicious tricks that advocates for the for Hamas and its allies in the region often invoke is the idea that, well, Israel is an apartheid regime or Israel is a colonialist regime like the French in Algeria. The key difference, aside from all the moral, theological, and, and ethical reasons for opposing that grotesque comparison, the, the pure difference between those things on just a tactical level is that, guess what? Jews have nowhere else to go. Israelis have nowhere else to go. So the first thing that Israel needs to make clear, as I think it, it sought to make clear during this latest round of, of, uh, of, of conflict, was that we're not going anywhere. You can, you can stoke this program and you can hope for ethnic cleansing of Jews from the river to the sea all you want, but we're not going anywhere. And I think ultimately that uh, needs to lie at the bedrock of any 
conflict mediation between two parties. Israel and Jews are not going anywhere. So how has this recent conflict in Gaza affected the Abraham Accords? You mentioned those accords. How about the prospects of bringing more Arab countries into a friendly uh, relationship with Israel? How has it affected that? So, you know, I've, I've talked about the Abraham Accords often on my podcast, Good Faith Effort, and one of the things that I've been uh, pleased to hear uh, from former guests and from and from friends of the pod is that there actually is uh, a good deal of energy still uh, powering these Abraham Accords forward. I think we're going to see more normalization. I think we're going to see uh, people recognizing, you know, the, the, the normalization accords, uh, the Abraham Accords, ran on the energy of recognizing that Hamas's preferred way and Hezbollah and Iran's preferred way of dealing with the region is stoke as much conflict as possible. It create as much chaos as possible so that they can seize power and dominance. Um, and the Abraham Accords are built on the opposite premise, that the way to find mutual flourishing for all peoples in the region is to invest with each other, to create together, to build uh, to build cultures that are mutually reinforcing, much like you find, for example, in the heyday of King Solomon. You find King Solomon uh, building the first temple in partnership with the other great monarchies of the region, because ultimately we we flourish best when we flourish together. During the Gaza conflict, we saw a rise of anti-Semitism here in the U.S., mostly in L.A. and New York. Do you expect that uh, that will subside or intensify now that a Gaza ceasefires in place? What are your expectations and concerns? Well, ultimately, I think one one of the things, one of the hard lessons that Jews have had to learn throughout our our long period in various diasporas is that whatever excuses the dominant culture gives for anti-Semitism, they're just that, they're excuses. And so we need to, what we need to do as a community and as a people and as a nation is excavate what exactly is it um, that is that is driving this hatred, or, or not driving it because it's it's ultimately senseless. But what is it that's allowing this hatred to fester? And let's cut those things out because at the end of the day. Um, one of the things that has become clear to, to I think, uh, all people who care deeply about, about American, the American Republic is that the Jewish people don't need, uh, the Jewish people don't need America. God has, we, God has made his promises to us and we keep them as best we can. Uh, but I think America needs the Jewish people. America needs the, needs biblical faith and, and the Hebrew biblical, uh, principles upon which it's founded. Okay. We'll keep pushing forward. Rabbi Ari Lam, founder of the Joshua Project. Chief Executive B'nai Zion, thank you for sharing your time and insights with us. My pleasure.